Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome back to Reality Water Cooler. I am Sarah from Texas, and this is our place to chat all the latest reality TV gossip, but there's really not been much. I mean, I guess Winter House is on pause. Anyways, not a lot going on. Uh, we are going to chat 90 Day Fiance, The Single Life, latest episode, 90 Day Diaries, the latest episode. And let's chat about why Andy Cohen is mad and if you agree with him. So get comfortable in comments. I love when you can join live. If you're listening on the replay or watching the replay, hello, please get comfortable in comments. We love to hear what you think. Also, if you're listening as a podcast, please give me a five-star rating and review. I would really, really appreciate it. Okay, so I watched the latest episode of 90 Day Fiance, The Single Life, Episode 7. Okay, Debbie has overtaken crazy Angela from Georgia. So Debbie is one that was dating. She's 67. She has two two adult children. She's from Georgia, blonde hair, very vibrant. I mean, the life of the party. I mean, I don't know if I want her as a mom, but <laughs> I want her as a friend for sure. But one of her kids is a police officer. So since she's shown a history of not making the best choice, maybe dating this super young guy in another country. He apparently just wanted to come to America and she, you know, was apparently using him. So she meets a new guy, uh, Ruben the Cuban. He is 58, so a lot more age appropriate. And she flies down to Miami to meet him. He's super fun. He looks about 35, to be honest with you, wears very vibrant colors, lots of hats. Picks her up from this date in one of those three-wheeler, like, Polaris cars type, you know, open window. I mean, so fun. Like, who doesn't want to go on a date at that? She's, like, driving around, 67 years old, like, you know, this is the life. My kids are so jealous, what have you. So, we don't know how that's going to end. They didn't show us any more of it, but I don't know. I think she's ready to move to Miami and make a life with Ruben the Cuban. I don't know. Let me know if you think that's going to last. Um, Natalie, who has been on for a long time, she's from the Ukraine, the one beautiful. I mean, her eyes are just stunning. She's really beautiful. Um, I didn't know till last night, though. She's had three marriages. So she's from the Ukraine. Uh, her mom apparently now lives in L.A. with her. When I met her, she was with or going to marry a guy named Michael from like Washington somewhere. I don't know. Remember he had all that land. He had a job or has a job that's like an hour and a half commute each way. So on top of working a lot of hours, he was on the road three to three and a half hours a day. So, you know, when these people come over, so they get married during COVID. I do remember, of course, they were going to split up. They fought all the time. She was very lonely. She didn't want to live where he lived. He, I think again, like a lot of 90 fiancés, she thought he had more money than he did and he doesn't. She desperately wants kids. He finally told her how much debt he was in and was like, look, I cannot afford to have kids right now. Like we've got to get this debt figured out before we can have kids. So for a lot of reasons, they didn't work out. She's now with a guy uh, named Josh whose friends have based, they've been together about a year. He's divorced with kids that live in like Arizona. So he's flying back to Arizona for like holidays, events to see the kids. He has not yet introduced Natalie to his kids. So now after a year, Natalie's mom is very adamant. Look, I want grandkids. You know, you've been married in three different times now. 
now in divorce, now you've been with this guy, Josh, for a year, like most everyone else, they would have proposed and you'd have been married by now and you would be pregnant probably. So his kid, his friends get in his ear and we don't see it yet because it ends without showing it, which I was dying. Uh, but I think he's going to break up with her. She ends up crying outside the restaurant. I mean, what is going on with her? Is she ever going to find love? Like she's 38. It's not the end of the road for her fertility, but she also has to find, she's also still legally married to Michael. Like, I don't know. Some people tell me it costs a lot to get divorced. Some people tell me it doesn't. I guess it depends on the state, what you have. Um, I don't think either one of them can fight about, you know, I don't think anyone, they can't take each other's money or lack thereof. I don't even know what career she has now. I guess she's trying to be an actress. She's got a very strong Russian accent. So, you know, that might be a little limiting unless she does something where she's playing, you know, a Russian person. I don't really know. Um, another OG that's been on a lot, Tim and Veronica. So they dated, he helps co-parent her now 16-year-old daughter. I think her name's Chloe or something. But they've been on a lot of different shows. So now, as we talked about last week, Veronica is trying to date, I guess, Kimberly from San Diego's son, Julian. So Julian is there visiting and they go on this double date. So awkward. It is season four, episode seven. If you don't do anything but fast forward to when Tim is on this like a bridge sort of, like it's very romantic. It's at night, it's over the water. And the girl pretty much is begging him to kiss her. And he's like, well, you know, we just ate dinner. Like I have food on my breath and I want to brush my teeth. Oh my God. Tim fascinates me. But these kisses were so awkward. Please tell me you're watching so we can talk about these kisses. It was like a lizard, like, you know, like his tongue kept coming out, but they weren't like French kisses. Like he kissed her maybe, I don't know, my husband and I are watching it four to five times, maybe multiple times, but it never went into like a full on French kiss. Like, I think when you get to that point, they, I think they dated a couple of times now and he had still yet not kissed her. And she was basically like, I'm ready for more, honey. Like, let's do something here. And he, oh my God, it was so awkward. Um, yes. Natalie is from the Ukraine. Yes. Um, didn't I say she was from Ukraine? Anyways. Okay. We're not going to get into politics and who anyways. Okay. It's on TLC Robin. Yeah. So another one of my obsessive channels that I watch, but I am just dying. So Tim just fascinates me. I love that he and Veronica have really remained friends, but each of them, when they both tried to date, it always boils down to people getting jealous that they're exes that are really best friends. They record this, um, what do they call it? Pillow talk with 90 Day Fiance, where a couple, whether it's um, a married couple, a dating couple, um, the two best friends from Georgia, who I don't think are best friends anymore. They were in business together, that lingerie. Uh, who else? Mostly couples do it, but different people. So they are exes who have done this pillow talk 90 day fiance where they get together and watch one of the shows and then chat about it. So they're very close. Oh my gosh. I was just dying. 
Yes. Melanie says, Michael's mom is really not that bad. It's Natalie that's just a user and not enjoyable to watch, but we all have different opinions. That's what makes it fun. Yes. Um, I think Michael's mom had reservations about, you know, Natalie. Uh, I, I just don't think Natalie and Michael were ever going to be a good fit. I, I just don't think they were ever going to work out, um, even though they're still legally married. Okay, 90 Day Diaries. This is the show where they self-record. I don't love it at all. There's so many of them, though, that a lot of times they'll go, like a lot of these shows do, where they'll show a whole hour and they don't show every couple every, every time. So this one was season five, episode six. Starts off with Annie and David, who have now been married six years. So I never would have thought they would have worked out. But, you know, they seem to be happy. I mean, she's 30 years old now. He's 54. Um, I don't know if she wants children yet. They didn't even touch on that at all. The main part of this story is that she actually becomes a U.S. citizen and passes her test. So they're going to have a big party for, or somebody hosts a big party for them. But then he they're legally married in the U.S., he um, wants, he proposes to her and wants to have a wedding in her country of Thailand. So I don't know where they're getting their money from. At one point, the big storyline was David was, was he using his friends? His friends were helping him a lot financially. And like at one point, he and Annie had to live in this like, I don't even know if you call it a loft-ish sort of thing. It was like this Fire, I don't even know what it was. Oh, no, no, no. I think it was a store. Maybe this was a separate one. I can't even remember. I think they lived in a couple different friends' places. And it one was like a storage unit where these people sometimes live on premises of a storage unit place. That way they can always be available. And another one seemed to be like a fire studio or some fireplace studio. I don't even know what it was. I don't know what either one of their jobs are, but they seem to have it together now because I just saw in another episode where they must have an apartment in Thailand and a place in the U.S. and they spend time between the countries, which sounds very, very rich. But they just had on Samit and Jenny uh, in Thailand showing them that apartment and maybe seeing if they wanted to rent it out. I don't know. I couldn't figure out what was going on there. They were doing something for sure. Um, oh, Christina says Annie wanted children, but David had gotten snipped. Was he the one that didn't tell her for a while that he was infertile, I guess, because he had a vasectomy? I can't remember. Or is that the the um, the guy I was talking about yesterday? Oh, my gosh. With mahogany. Oh, my God. There are literally, I mean, 90 Day Fiance is like four full-time jobs just keeping up with it. Like, literally. Yes. Chris said that was at a storage unit. Okay. Yeah. That they were living at. That was crazy. Oh, my gosh. Wait. They own a couple of condos in Thailand? Okay, now they've got money for investment properties. And just a couple of years ago, David was like being helped up by his friends. Is this all 90 Day Fiance money? Wow. If so, no wonder they all get on 90 Day Fiance. My goodness. Okay, another couple that's been together now for a while who's had very interesting in-laws. Um, Julia from Russia. She's 29 with Brandon from Virginia. Um, his parents are very involved in his life. He's an only child. Uh, 
but even at, ugh, like they lived with them for a while, but they would make comments on their like closing the door and sex life before they'd gotten married. I mean, it was really interesting. But now um, they have a house, which is great, but they talk that they're very low on money. So I don't know if they, you know, got house poor, bought too much house. They have other bills. They don't really talk about all those details, but she was a go-go dancer, not a stripper, very different. Um, I love go-go dancers at clubs, like when they pay them and they'll have like very little on and they're dancing really cool. They usually have like white feathers, but like they're angel. I mean, I love watching go-go dancers. So she actually goes to interview at one and we don't see it again because the dang show ends, but uh, on episode uh, six, uh, but she's offered the job. And now Brandon, who's pretty conservative, you know, is like, well, I don't want to tell my friends that my wife is a go-go dancer or that my wife is a stripper. And she says, well, then tell them I'm a bartender. He's like, but if you're a bartender at a strip joint, but the thing about Virginia, I don't think I've ever been there. Uh, it's very conservative. The manager of the the club says, look, in Virginia, there's very strict rules. You can't get naked. You can't even wear see-through. You can't even wear a thong. You can't wear a G-string. Uh, you definitely can't strip. So that should make it better for him. But I don't know. They just need cash at some point. You know what I mean? Wait. Oh, Chris is giving me some. Three weeks ago on David's Instagram, they were at a fertility clinic thanking them for all you're doing for us. So they are trying to have a baby. Okay, where did all this money come from all of a sudden? Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm not. Is there a new season? Candace says, are you watching the new season of Blue Deck? I can't wait. I haven't yet watched. I do love Below Deck. I just kind of ran out of time. Again, like those, it became uh, the Mediterranean one, the below deck. The, I mean, it just became so many different ones. I couldn't really figure it out. Wait, who has an Etsy shop? Melanie says they have done well with her Etsy shop and different money-making outlets. But there's a difference. I mean, that's a big difference of owning now a multiple uh, prop investment properties. Wow. Okay. Louise says uh, David's getting his vasectomy reversed. Okay, so good for them. Um, another one on this episode, if you remember Colt, Colty, remember Colty from Las Vegas? So Colt and uh, his mom, Debbie. So Debbie's been a widow for a long time. Uh, uh, Colt is the only son. He's been with multiple people, um, but famously the girl that really had a blow up. I mean, like literally she got so much work done. I wonder what's going on with her now. Anyways, but the big deal is that Debbie and Colt had this falling out and I never knew because they never really let on. Colt had all these really strong feelings. So it, um, against his mom and kind of blamed her for some things like holding him back, homeschooling him. He had a lot of pent up trauma, you know, a lot of it. So she meets a guy online, had this situation where Colt was like, look, we don't want to live. I'm married now. We don't want to live with you. So we're going to get out of this condo and I'm going to go live in this house with my wife. And she tried to live with a friend. The friend didn't want her to live with her. Long story short, she ends up moving in with her boyfriend. Now they've been together a year. Um, his name is Tony. He seems really nice in Canada though. And it ends with them uh, wanting to get a kitten together. So obviously they're in their 
seven, she's 71. I don't know how old Tony is, but, um, you know, they're not going to have a baby anymore, but they're going to get a kitten. So it sounds very cute. Um, one thing I saw, and I've seen this and I kind of forgot about it, Seeking Sister Wife. So there's a new episode on TLC starting March 4th. I don't know. I, this lady, and the guy's kind of cute, but this lady goes up to another lady at a bar, it looks like, and she's like, hey, I just wonder if you'd be interested in dating my husband. I'm like, oh my God. So I don't know. I'm sure it's, a, I wouldn't say a popular thing to do, but anyways. I mean, would you want a sister wife or would you, if you're a man, would you want another wife more than one? I mean, have we not learned anything from Cody from sister wives? Oh. Okay. So Andy Cohen live today. Um, they are talking at the beginning about tomorrow is supposed to be whisper Wednesday. I hope it doesn't last more than five minutes because I can't imagine listening to a whole hour of John Hill, every caller, uh, Andy Cohen, the producer, uh, oh, what's pretty, what's the producer? Jordan. Jordan said his live reads cannot be in whisper. They have to be in normal voice. So that makes sense because these people are paying for their money. Right. Um, but then Andy is pissed. He really goes off about the New York post. So I had seen this article maybe on page six, like on Instagram reposted or something. So I kind of also thought it was weird, but I thought, oh, it's a slow news day, what have you. Andy Cohen really goes off on Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner's little girl, uh, who's 15 years old, little girl, teenager, 15 years old, because they were talking about her new hairstyle. And um, he was like, look, she's not famous. She's not an actress herself or that we know of. She's not in the limelight. You know, they're going to get coffee or walking along the street, whatever they're doing. And him being a single dad now of Lucy and Ben, he is really getting, uh, this is more relatable to him, right? Because he's now thinking, wait a minute, Ben just turned five. What if in 10 years, Ben wants nothing to do with the limelight and he has a haircut and all of a sudden the New York Post has this story about my teenager's haircut. So then a couple of days later, I think it comes out that she also colored her hair pink or maybe another kid. I, I don't know. I wasn't really um, listening to all those details, but he is basically, and then he said, so John basically brings up, maybe this is why your mom talks about, you know, that you shouldn't be showing Ben or Lucy on your Instagram. And he basically says, I think I'm done showing Ben and Lucy. So we knew that he's been done since a year or two ago, was it? Okay, this is February now. Whenever it was that he had his um, star, his Hollywood star of, on the sidewalk, after that event, he decided he was going to be done for the most part. I mean, he's slipped a little bit and shown like Ben's face for a second or what have you. Definitely shown his voice. Um, he put up a video today where they're, um, he's clearly holding Lucy uh, and they're talking about the snow, the big snowstorm in New York City, how they're snuggling by the fire. Um, he's kind of getting on to Ben because he tries to put something in Lucy's face. You know, he definitely tells a lot of stories. I mean, it is the life. So it's interesting that he's upset that the New York Post is talking about the kids because he also talks about his own kids. So I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. But the, the big thing I got from it is that he thinks he's done showing Ben and Lucy. So 
he showed Ben's face till he was about three or four. And Lucy, did she just turn two? I know Ben just had a big birthday party, but I don't remember if Lucy is actually two or not yet. But anyways, but he might stop showing her even earlier. But, you know, more than showing their faces is the stories he tells about them. So um, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I guess I totally understand what he's saying. I would venture to say he has put his kids out there with their private information way more than Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck. So I don't know. Um, okay. Ilm, is that what it is? LLM files. It's kind of one of the perils of being a celebrity. I mean, that's the struggle. Yeah. And I, I get that people say they want to be an actor or an actress or, you know, whatever, but they don't want this in their lives. And it does, it kind of becomes all of that, whether they leave them out or not. Right. So anyways, um, I just think it's interesting that he chooses to talk about them so much, but that is a huge part of his life too. Anyways. Okay. Today's show, brand new co-hosts. I loved them. I've seen them on Married to Real Estate. I didn't know about this show, Property Virgins and Flipping Virgins. Had never heard of those, but they weren't on, um, or I think Flipping Virgins wasn't on as much, but um, a married couple, uh, Egypt, Sherrod, Sherrod, and Mike Jackson. They've got two little girls together, age 12 and age five. And then he's got a 21-year-old daughter from his first marriage. Um I have seen their house. It is huge. It is beautiful. It's so relaxing. It's either in Atlanta or outside Atlanta. I can't remember. Um, I just thought they were so relatable. They have so much in common with Jeff as far as, you know, clearly she now tells us she was in radio for like 20 years and he was a DJ or something. You know, their, their paths crossed job wise. And then they finally met and started dating, but now they've been married like 13 years, you know, together 19 years or something. But then they had also started flipping houses, but very hands-on also. But now they've had these shows just like Jeff had flipping out and then interior therapy. They talk showrunners, they talk executive producing. I mean, they have a lot in common. Um, but Jeff tells this story about a showrunner that he had, a female, and he hated working with her so much that he actually shut down uh, interior therapy at one point. And he tells that story. That was crazy. So I don't know what he was talking. He was talking. Oh, I'm making my fake tree move. Oh, this thing is like this thing could fall over at any moment. It's literally the worst little. Um, it's not very stable on the bottom. Anyways, but he was saying something. Y'all remind me what he was saying. Something about like these night shots. It made me think, and if you have not watched Interior Therapy, it's only two seasons. I think it's so good. It really shows Jeff and Jenny Poulos and um, Aurora, not Aurora, uh, Zoila a lot. Because Zoila comes in to clean, like give a final cleanup of the house whenever they were done. Usually... Was it celebrities? I almost feel like it kind of was celebrities. Maybe this was kind of the, you know, the leaning in. So flipping out was some, so, I mean, I guess you could call um, the Sticks girl, the wife, um, Tommy Sticks, Tommy, Tommy Shaw. What was his name? Whatever that girl's name is. Um, 
you know, she was a celebrity, but for the most part, flipping out was not celebrities. And then interior therapy and now Hollywood house lift is all celebrities. So it's kind of, you can see the kind of makings of it or whatever. But um, then they talk about property brothers. They talk about um, the Magnolia people, Chip and Joanna Gaines, if they're nice or not celebrity IOU. I don't know. At one point, uh, Egypt tells Jeff, wow, you're really a shit star. And I'm like, oh my God, you totally nailed it. Like, of course he's going to, you know, be a shit star, but I think he's also very real. Like he had said, hey, I heard some rumors about this TV show, Celebrity IOU. I haven't seen many of it, but I definitely watched when they had Brad Pitt on and Brad Pitt did his like, it's either his stylist or assistant, his hair person, makeup, I don't know, someone for like 20, 30 years, someone that really meant a lot to him and I loved it, but he like totally redid her garage. So I do like the idea of the show. I like Married to Real Estate. I've seen it a little bit, but it's just, I don't make time for it as I do a lot of other shows just because it's more, you know, the flip, it's more interior design, like changing the houses, you know, out and whatever. Um, but yeah, they definitely talk about that show of like the brothers kind of Jeff says the rumor he's heard is that they're not as hands-on as other shows. But I think at the end of the day, even Egypt and Mike stood up for them basically and said, look, at the end of the day, there's only 24 hours in a day. You can't be as hands-on. And Mike and Jeff both talk about something that I have been sent so many DMs about. People DM me, oh my gosh, do you think Jeff would do my house? Do you think Jeff would... And I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know what Jeff would do. I, I, I assume for the right money. Now, I would assume it'd be easier to hire him if you're in the L.A. area under Jeff Lewis Designs. But uh, people definitely, if they hire Jeff Lewis, they are definitely paying for him, not only his designs, not only the work and what he would come up with, but they want to see him on the job site. And that's where him and Mike totally understood that people have eventually said, look, I want you to do what you did for that house, but I also want to see you here. And at some point, Mike's like, look, I can't be at every job site. Like I might be able to, to design something for you or tell my crew, hey, go and do, you know, this tile, this backsplash, this wood floor, do everything that you saw on episode, whatever, nine of this season. Uh, for this house, but then the, the the clients are like, no, 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 we want to see you, right? Um, oh, that's true, Melanie. I wonder if HGTV has ever approached Jeff about a show. So don't forget when during all during the pandemic. So I guess flipping out was technically canceled, right? I think um, Andy Cohen and Jeff have talked about this. That you know Jeff and Gage were breaking up. He and Jenny were fighting. Now I think. I think whenever uh, Leah Black was on with Brandy and Julie one time, she was given a lot more insight and was saying, I think, that like Jenny Pulos eventually was an executive producer. So when everything was going down, I think she had a say in whether or not she wanted the show to continue or not. So I think at one point, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, I thought Leah Black was kind of blaming. Uh, Jenny Pulos for, you know, flipping out, not continuing. I thought Andy Cohen was basically saying, look, your relationship was breaking up with Gage 
and you and Jenny Pulos were not getting along. So we didn't see how we could do another episode, another season. But he was, I think, working with Netflix in trying to do another show or this new show, Hollywood House Lift. And he thought that was going to go somewhere and it didn't. And he says the attorneys got involved and maybe somebody had, you know, too big a balls, not big enough balls, whatever, got a little overzealous. And it ended up landing on Amazon Freebie. And I think it's been a really good fit. They seem to have uh, the budget that Jeff needs for this show. And they seem to also promote him and have these huge uh, premiere parties for him. And, you know, these products and commercials and uh, what is it? A fresh. Matter of fact, I just finally put the Afresh box that came in the bag um, at the premiere party above the washing machine. And then I put the dishwasher box for a fresh underneath where the dishwasher stuff goes. So anyways, Oh, she was Jenny. Melanie says Jenny had been an executive producer since flipping out started. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. So I thought maybe Leah Black said it wrong. Maybe she remembered wrong. I thought, during the show, Jeff, that was one more way he gave her, like, let me, let's make sure you're an executive producer. I don't know. Um, you're right. Regina Hall was on Celebrity IOU and Hollywood House Lift. I wonder where Jeff heard that rumor. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, you're like, maybe from her, you're saying. That's funny. Um, wait, Deja Monet. I love Jeff, but I don't think he'd be a good fit for HGTV. Is it a little too, um, you know, we want everything to go smoothly, no fighting. Really on HGTV, uh, there's so many shows. Gosh, what's the one with the mom and daughter? They're like in Indiana or Illinois. It's always cold wherever they're at. And they do a lot of those row houses or like really smaller houses um really colorful they're very pretty uh so yeah they they seem to get along you don't really seem to have a lot of drama but then again jeff it's totally different to me hollywood house lift is totally different than flipping out like i don't think if he flipped out i think it would end, end up on the editing room floor i just don't think it would good bones that's the name of the show thank you christina um yeah yes that was so true melanie says jenny took a different show to bravo about her and her husband, Chris, trying to be up and coming actors. And when they met Jeff, uh, it changed Jenny's show and it became pretty much, you know, became him. Two Chicks and a Hammer. Wait, is that what it started? That is a different show, right? Two Chicks and a Hammer. There's so many. They're all good, though. They're all good. Um, anyway, speaking of, Egypt and Mike are both executive producers on their show. So they're very hands on. But I sort of love that Mike said, like, if they want a video clip of Egypt, like swinging a, a sledgehammer through a wall and she's not holding it the right way, he will stop and make them film it again. That way she doesn't look like she doesn't know what she's doing. Because, you know, even Jeff's like, I don't sledgehammer through walls anymore. I'm like, you pay contractors to do that, right? I mean... I don't know how old she is, but you know, Jeff is almost 54. I wouldn't want, I mean, I'm sure 54 year olds sledgehammer all the time, but I wouldn't want to be doing it. Um, so relatable. Mike said he's the fun parent and Egypt said she's the strict parent, but she's like, but sometimes I want to be the fun parent. Like, I don't want to always be the one that's, you know, getting onto them or saying no or whatever. And so Jeff loves to ask people, what do you argue about? And that's what they told her they argue about as the kids. So that was very relatable to me. 
Um, I also loved that she defended her having this, I guess they just added on 1900 square feet to their house. So it's like 14,000 square feet. Her parents are still alive and still working, which is, a, that means they're healthy and they're not yet retired. And then his parents are still alive and haven't yet retired. So when they do, she wants to have a space. And she talked about her goal is to have like 100 acres with lots of different property. I'm like, that's what I want. Like, I totally dream of that. And my kids are like, not going to happen. I'm going to live here. I'm going to live there. Like, I don't want to live. I'm like, oh my God, it would be so awesome. Like, I dream of like having a chef for everybody. Because if you pull your money together, you know, and, and someone makes three big meals for everybody, it's got to be cheaper than everyone having a chef, you know, just all those luxuries that we wouldn't be able to afford by ourselves, but also just living near each other and the grandkids, the cousins, ugh, the siblings. I don't know. It's very Kardashian of me, right? I definitely love the Kardashians, how they live near each other. Um, yes, Lisa. Yeah. Jeff made Jenny an executive producer because she pitched that show to Bravo. Um, yeah, I don't think she looks back now. I think, you know, she's married to a doctor. She has two little girls. Uh, one or both of her girls are doing like music now. So I've seen that promoted. And, you know, we know that Jenny, uh, I wonder how much she gets paid or if it was like a lump sum or she did as a gift. Remember when she did the, um, and it's still on the Watch What Happens Live theme song. She does the Juicy Scoop theme song. Um, I assume she's done, you know, written and performed other stuff. I don't know. Be interesting. Be interesting. Okay. Jeff Lewis extended today back the duo. We always love Zach Noe Towers and Judge Lauren Lake. Um, Jeff talked about being emotional. They talked about the party again. By the way, somebody we were wondering yesterday. So for some reason, the Jeff Lewis video wasn't up until sometime this morning, I think. Uh, for Monday's show. So I was watching that and they talked a lot on the commercial breaks and Joey said, I didn't think he was at the party, but he wasn't. Um, somebody in comments said that he was at the party, but he wasn't because he was sick. So that's whenever he had the food poisoning from the, whatever he, he leaving the caviar out overnight. But Jeff says he was very emotional and he just felt like every chump that was there really support each other. So he just like, he's like, I don't know if it was the alcohol talking or if it was just all the chumps, but he just said more than ever. Like I looked around and I just knew that everyone was there to support each other, like professionally, personally. So that was really sweet. Um, very sweet. Your honor. Yes, I did hear that. Tiffany chump at the very end. We're going to talk about that. The very end, I even wrote it down, After Hours with Zach Noe Towers, Judge Lauren Lake is going to be on today to talk about sex. And he is a really good interview. If you didn't listen to, he's done several, he's done a lot of the chomps actually. Uh, but his Jeff Lewis interview is really good. It's called After Hours. I think it's available as a podcast now. Um, anyways, uh, they talked about polls hummus that he makes. So I finally got to try Pole's hummus because when he hosted us at the boutique, the Sunday, God, what was this? The Sunday, the day after? No, the Saturday morning. Good, good Lord. The Saturday morning of the Sarah from Texas Live from Hollywood event, he had food out. He had made, they'd been at this party the night before 
Krista's birthday party, I think. I'm getting it all mixed up, but I think that's where that was. And then he said at like two in the morning, he was making this homemade hummus. It was so good. A big, beautiful round platter of it, all these vegetables. It was so good. But they're talking about the hummus from the party. Um, but Jeff talks about karma. He said he's been ragging on Oscar's best friend, Andy, for days and days and days for wearing these dark sunglasses and looking famous or, you know, whatever. And now he says, I, so tonight is Tuesday. Tonight is the um, speed dating, right? That he's been talking about for a couple of weeks. And now he's got a sty coming on his eye. So not only is he getting karma, he's getting in the same place that he's been making fun of Andy for wearing these dark sunglasses because he's actually getting a sty on his eye. So he was dying. Um, oh, his hummus was after the Jeff Lewis event, you guys all went to his shop because I missed out. Okay, I think he also had it the morning. Maybe I've had his hummus twice then, Robin says. Um, yes, Tiffany Chumps says the hummus was incredible. I wish I would have eaten more. It was so good. Um, Robin had to fly back and couldn't make it all. Um, anyway, so we'll have to see uh i don't know a caller did call in i forgot his name he said that he is wanting to go tonight but now he's already bought his ticket but he was getting nervous i love that jeff was like just come i think you need some liquid courage come at seven o'clock we'll have a shot and then shane was like wait we're getting shots jeff so i think wine jeff must be different than beer jeff and then shots jeff must be very different than even martini jeff so I don't know. He says he's not expecting much. Um, he's definitely uh, ready for Valentine's Day tomorrow to be spent with his daughter, though. So that was very sweet. He talked about all the, the gifts and the flowers and everything. Um, Judge Lauren Lake talks about her house. This was relatable. I bought my first house when I was 24 by myself. We have now driven by it probably it's only about 25 minutes from my house now. Um, but we're not in that neighborhood all the time, but we've driven the kids by, like, I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's the mailbox that I bought from Home Depot that's still up. The bushes are still the same, or if they take them out, um, they haven't really changed much. It's still painted white. It's still the same brick. Um, what have they changed? I feel like something changed, but I don't know what it could, because it's a pretty basic house. But anyways, Nothing about my first house can you see inside. Like there's a big, huge window, but it has like, um, what do you call it? You just can't see inside the windows at all into the house. So I've never been able to drive by and do that. Not that I would. Judge Lauren Lake talks about driving by her house in Woodland Hills and the lady scowling at her. But then she was also talking about the decor she was noticing, the light fixtures, the, the the kitchen counters were kind of messy and she didn't like that. I'm like, well, how much were you, how easy is it to look inside this house? I mean, at some point, if you're stopping staring that much, maybe that's why the lady was scowling. Like, who the heck are you? And why are you looking in my house? Like, I don't know. Um, yes, Robin says, I was able to go the morning before Sarah's event. They were so sweet to us and y'all took selfies. Paul and Patrick are very sweet. It, it, they really are. They're just the nicest people. And I don't know when they sleep because they post and they work and they go to friends events and they go to parties and they do their podcast. And 
Pulse a high school teacher. I mean, they they do the show, the extended. I mean, they do dress. I mean, gowns. There are other shows. Gown and out in Beverly. They do so much. I do not know how they fit it all in for sure. Um, but I was just curious on Judge Lauren Lake in this house. Like, how much was she able to look inside and see? Um, there's a birthday show in March. I haven't heard any of that. Kaboo says, Sarah, are you flying in for Jeff's live birthday show in March? I haven't even heard of a birthday show, but my birthday is also the same day. So um, anyways, our birthday's on a Sunday this year because I've already got plans for it. Um, what else? Um, okay, I did write down the after hours with Judge Lauren Lake. I don't know when that will air. I feel like when Jeff did his, I feel like it's aired a couple of days. Oh, you know what? Maybe on Thursdays. I feel like it comes out on Thursdays and today's Tuesdays, right? Um, I don't know. Uh, check out Paternity Matters on YouTube, though. And then After Hours with Jack, Zach Noe Towers is, I think, on, I think it's on SiriusXM somewhere, but I also think it's up as a podcast. Um, wait, he has? Jeff, Melanie says, Jeff has mentioned his birthday show a couple of times that I heard. I have not heard that. I have heard him talk about a January show, which he ended up not having. And I've heard him talk about doing a show when he's in uh, in April or was that Florida or uh, February? No, something about April going up to Chicago, maybe for um, to see Pej's play, right? Or is it a musical or play? Um, yeah. Oh, wait, they're not getting along. Sandra says, good, you said good phones. I think you mean good bones is going off for the year because her and her mom weren't getting along. Oh, that's sad. Um, wow. I don't know, Christina, was Judge Lauren Lake in the car looking at the house or did she get out of the car and was in the yard? I couldn't tell. Whatever she was discussing or describing, she could see into the house a lot because she was talking about the kitchen counters being cluttered and the things they had changed, the things they had kept the same. Now, my parents' house, uh, how did we see this? Somebody, my parents, we lived in the same house till even after my mom was a widow. So like 30 something years my parents lived in the same house and afterwards they must have, well, I know we sold it, but they must have redid it and it must have been on the house uh, on the market again. And somehow I saw the pictures of it and I don't know, I thought it was actually fun to see what all they'd done. Like they had painted the walls colors, they'd updated the kitchen. Um, so I thought that was neat to see a house that you'd always remembered, you know, with red shag carpet when I was a little kid and then it became tile, like that big 15 by 15 tile. I don't know. But yeah, I do think you can definitely get offended if um, somebody makes changes to a house, especially like Judge Lauren Lake was saying, I had remodeled this house. I mean, I had really put my heart and soul. So again, Jeff talked about being emotional with um, the house that he's bought two different times. It was on flipping out. And then another house that he redid with somebody that DJ Marshmallow bought and like gutted, like totally went from traditional to modern. So yeah, I mean, is it the right to do that? Yeah, but I think you can get emotional about a house for sure, especially if you've lived in it a long time, right? Anyways. Um, 
Oh, okay. Gay says good bones. The mom is living part-time in North Carolina. She's got grandkids there. Okay. So by another kid of hers, I guess. Anyways, well, let me know what you think. Um, oh, LTD says, I heard that the mom from good bones retired. So I don't know. I guess I need to check out that show. Um, I mean, I am assuming the guests from today, Egypt and Mike, aren't going to be regular co-hosts because they live in Atlanta. They've got little kids. They have their job there. That's where they film and everything. I'm assuming it was a some sort of, you know, promotional thing. They were probably in L.A. doing a bunch of shows. I don't know. So it probably wouldn't be on a lot. Crypto Grandma. What a name. There was a TV show with sellers and the new owners who remodeled their home. Loved it. Yeah, that was fun to see what they had done to their houses. I did like that. Anyways, well, thank you so much for joining live. It is always way more fun. If you're watching as a replay, it's available on live on YouTube. Then you can, in the bottom right-hand corner, the live chat comes up also. But if you're listening as a podcast or um, as a podcast, then give me a five-star rating. I will see you tomorrow. Oh, I forgot who's on tomorrow. Jeez, uh, tomorrow's, oh, oh, tomorrow's Valentine's. It is, um, she's usually on on Valentine's. Patty Stanger, and then I think John Hill is on with her. So both single, unless Patty has a man, I don't know. Anyways, bye y'all.